Welcome to the Chuck and Deb Show, heard each Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. here on 1490 AM WWPR. And now, here's Chuck and Deb. Welcome to the Worldwide Biker Life Radio Show with... Chuck and Deb. Hello, everyone. We are so truly grateful and thankful that you've joined us today. As usual, we have a fantastic show lined Lined up up just just for for you. you. So, Biker Life Radio is for those who are inspired to ride and those who inspire others to ride. We are here to reveal the truth behind the motorcycle mystique and real-life stories that will help you discover your purpose, achieve true freedom, and define your destiny. And we have some sponsors we need to recognize today as well. Today's show sponsors are Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy out of Colorado Springs, Colorado, and Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. So if you are ready to crank up your engines and seats in the saddle, put your knees to the breeze and let's get this show rolling. Let's get it rolling here, Deb. And actually, we had it rolling all weekend, which is what we're going to be going over here in a little bit. But here we are. We're just getting back in a way. We're a couple of days back in from getting back from our trip. Where, Deb? From Ohio. Ohio, yes. We were up in the Geneva on the lake area in northeastern Ohio. So phenomenal long weekend that uh, it was tough coming back. (laughs) Oh, it really is tough coming back. And it was a thunder on the strip. And we'll go over some of that here in a little bit. Uh, But, you know, it's been uh, quite a transition just coming back because we did ride quite a bit. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, you've got to slow down and then get back in into shape and get back to work and do the things that you've got to do when you've been out just playing for so many days and for so long. It can be a little bit tough. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners... I can relate to that as well. And then not only that, Deb, you always do this to me. Uh oh, always. You always jam-pack stuff all together. It's like you're, you know, she's a ram. We've talked about this before on the show. She's an Aries. Aries. And so what she does is she got to get it all done. So guess what? This week now we have Deb's parents in town. Yes. And it's not like I planned that, you know, we were given an option for this week or this week. So what do we do, man? Geneva on the Lake was last weekend. That's the only opportunity we were invited for an amazing weekend with some friends that we did tons of riding. And I can't wait to talk about that. But yeah, we did. We're packing family visits in now and we've got events that we'll talk about later over the weekend well that's and just it it's it's not just that we get back now your parents are in and then then they, they come a day early yes they did <laughs> uh, thank you we, thank you thank you so, for making it safely though absolutely that's for sure and then like you said you've got a couple of things packed in yes. in the weekend for us we're going to harley davidson yeah uh, the local Their area anniversary here. party is on saturday day so we're going to be there with a friend of ours Dutch that we talked to last and every, week. And all the other friends hopefully show and up And a as ton well. of friends we haven't seen Another in a little bit. Yeah, I can't and... wait to see everyone. That's going to be awesome. So that's a fun event day. Yeah, it's going to be out in the and sun. And then you've got something planned on the same day, Deb. Yeah, I know. Well, we were invited specifically for that event. So it is a fundraiser with the American Legion Group up in Tampa. And, you know, how can you say no to a fundraiser for a good cause with an organization that we're already a member of? And, you know, it just is what it is. It just so happened to fall on the same dang day. Darn it. (laughs) 
Well, you know, it's not darn it, I guess. It just, like you said, it is what it is. Right. It's just like, it just seems so much. I mean, after the trip, getting back here, you know, we got to wind down. I'm, I'm telling you, I got to get caught up after what we did. Caught up on what? Rest. Oh, well, okay. Get I can get that. my body back to uh, some, some... Sort of normal not. So yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah, that's not going to happen, I guess. <laughs> no. I can at least wish it would. Yeah, so why would you even, like, work for that? Why don't you just, like, love this momentous um, activity that we've had and just... Just keep on rolling with it. Well, Chuck I guess I could, that, could do that. And yeah. if I was on the bike more, actually, if I'd have just stayed on the bike, I wouldn't have a problem with it. We could have rolled so on on home. Well, yeah, we could sure could have. <laughs> I would have loved but that. But that didn't happen. No. And so we're off the road. And when you're off the road, man, no, you're not getting wanna... that wind therapy that we need. Right. So, you know, you, t- you take away my wind therapy. It's sort of I get addicted to it. You go a little now, nuts on I, me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go nuts that. right now on the no, radio, don't as a matter of fact. do that. Oh. not... Now, spare the listeners, please. I will take the brunt of all of that stuff for them. So, no, don't take it out on them. But we always... I'm not going to take it out on the listeners. I love our listeners. Uh, Me too. I was just going to... Well, I don't know. I probably do nothing. Yeah, what were you going to do? Yeah, Just like like a real tough guy. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) you are. Like a badass biker. I get it. You are. It's just an act, though. No. I'm a poser. Really? Oh, really? (laughs) Is that what it is? Well, it all depends on who you're talking to. Right. So some people might see me as a poser. Why Why do you say that? Because I know that sometimes the real bikers kind of talk about the posers and things. So what would you define well, as a poser? That's just it. That's what's interesting about the entire motorcycle community. Yes. Everybody sees everything differently. There's Correct. different groups. There's different genres. Right. So it just depends on what some people might call a real biker. We not People may not even see us, Deb, as real bikers because we're not on our bikes every, every day. day. You know, so it's some true. people think, well, if you're not riding your bike and if you don't know how to change a tire, you're not a biker. Well, shoot, I don't know how to change a tire. I well, better we go gotta to learn. If you want to be a biker, you got to learn. I got to learn. And, you know, <laughs> we've talked about the ride to nowhere. And quite honestly, this past weekend, a lot of it, because I had no idea where we were going, I kind of felt like we were maybe... I knew we were going to end up somewhere, but I didn't know where. And that was kind of an interesting way of riding, which we hadn't really done a whole lot of that before. So It's true. And we, we did have somebody leading us. We had an idea, but we've never been to where we were going. Correct. So like you said, we didn't. It was a ride to nowhere, basically. Yeah. And then they said, well, we're going to go here. And to me, I'm like, that meant nothing. So I'm like, OK, let's ride. Let's just ride. That's all I care about. Yeah, that's so true. And so then here we are, we come back and today is a, um, it's a very historic day. It is. And uh, I think a lot of our listeners today, um, maybe not on the podcast right now. So today is 9-11. Yes. And, uh, you know, I know a lot of people talk about this is that I can remember the exact place and time I was when 9-11 started happen. How about you, Deb? I, I can as well. And I even remember, I don't know if we even had cell phones at the time, but I remember a phone call when you and I connected just to make sure from a family perspective, everyone was taken care of and accounted for. And we kind of knew where we were. So absolutely, I recall the events of the day, which I would imagine most of us, even though it's 18 years later, And that just blows my mind to think that it really was that long ago, because every year it's something that I think we all take back a step back in time to remember that day, because it was a pretty horrific day for most. It was a day that changed us all forever, I do believe. Yes. Um, In a very significant way. We probably don't see things the same way as we did prior to that day. And at the same time, we saw... 
the United States of America come together as one. Yes. And that was probably the last time in 18 years, hmm. uh, which is sort of sad to say. Uh, but uh, that's what it was. You could see the spirit of America come alive as a result of a tragedy, a horrific terrorist attack on our nation. Yes. But we came together as a United States of America citizens. Yes. And we stuck there. We hung out together. We cried together. We we actually, you know, worried together. Right. Mourned uh, the losses together. Absolutely. You know, and we we probably went to bed at night sometimes with not so good of images in our mind because of everything that happened. And then at the same time, we 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 think about the heroic acts of the first responders and what they did and and how they risked their lives in order to save other people's lives. Absolutely. And right. I'm sure there's a lot of other uh, her, her historical uh, or heroic acts uh, that took place on that day. Um, and so those are things that can be very inspiring. So out of something negative, sometimes does some come some great things. Yes, I do. And I think you're absolutely right. As a nation, we mourned together. We prayed together. We did all those things at a very difficult time. Yep. And uh, don't get too emotional, Deb. You'll get me a little bit emotional. And uh, hold on. So, um, again, it's been 18 years since September 11th uh, attacks and left nearly 3,000 people dead in the worst act of terrorism the nation has ever seen uh, or experienced and making it the first attack on U.S. soil ever, or the very first attack, I should say. Come on, Deb. Deb's being a little bit emotional today, guys, as maybe some of you might be, too, when you think back on that day and think about uh, the, some of the sights that we see and some of the people that that uh, that were left behind. And and uh, it's really tough, really sort of a way when you get emotional about it and talk about it. And, and this is why it's important that we never forget. Absolutely. So, Deb, there are some key moments that um, that took place on that day in 9-11. And uh, you want to go over those just so we could sort of remember those a little bit? Sure. If you need help, was, just let me know, okay? okay. At 8.46 a.m., it was American Airlines Flight 11. Go ahead. And that Flight 11 uh, uh, fl uh, flew into the night... Um, into the 93rd floor, 99, 93 and, through 99. 93 and 99 of uh, the nine, North Tower. Right, at 9.03, the, um, the hijackers deliberately crashed United Airlines Flight 175 through floor 77 and through 85 into Tower 2. At 9.37, the hijackers then took Flight 77 into the Pentagon. And at 9.59, the South Tower 2 collapsed. And at 10.30, after learning of the other attacks, passenger of the United States, Air, or the United Airlines Flight 93, launched a counterattack on hijackers aboard their plane and tried to seize control of the aircraft. In response, the hijackers crashed the planes into an empty field in Shankfield, Pennsylvania. And, and at, uh, go ahead, Deb. Ten, at 10.28, the North Tower, Tower 1, collapsed. And the 16-acre uh, World Trade Center site was in ruins. Yep. With collateral damage affecting uh, all the adjacent properties and streets. And uh, a rescue and recovery uh, efforts actually began immediately. immediately. And, so uh, 
There are tolls that were rung for each yeah, of those toll events, toll bells, um, on September 11th at 846 or at each time as listed above. Yep. So as, as all those incidents happened, uh, what, the, what they've done throughout the day today is they've rung the toll bell, uh, recognizing each one of those is- incidents uh, throughout the day. And uh, so what we're going to do here in just a moment is we're going to do the same, and we're going to take a moment of silence here in just a second. But today we remember and honor the 2,983 men, women, and children killed in the attacks at the World Trade Center site and at the uh, Pentagon, Pentagon. And aboard Flight Flight 93 93. uh, with a moment of silence. So let's go ahead and take a brief moment of silence. We're going to have the toll bell ring, and uh, we'll be right back after that. Thank you for taking that moment of silence with us. For a complete list of the names of the 2,983 victims, we put up a special link on the chuckanddebshow.com site. And so what you do is you go out to chuck, the letter N, debshow.com forward slash 911, and you'll get a complete list. So please join us in remembering and honoring the victims of this day, September 11th, 2001, a day we will never forget. That's right. We will never forget. And we'll take a quick break and be right back. Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy, where hairdressing is our passion. Your spotlight experience begins with a hands-on, learn-by-doing approach. A true salon experience. We create entrepreneurial hairdressers with endless opportunities financial aid available for those who qualify. Got a creative flair? A passion for people? A desire to be a leader in the fashion industry? 
Then call our Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy in Colorado Springs, Colorado at 719-390-9898. Again, that number is 719-390-9898 or visit www.coloradosprings.tonaguy.edu. To learn more about our school in Kerr d'Alene, Idaho, call 208-930-1276. Again, that number is 208-930-1276 or visit www.curdlene.tonaguy.edu. You know a career in beauty is right for you. Now choose the cosmetology school that puts the spotlight on you. Attend the Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, you know... <laughs> It is quite a day to remember, and we're just truly grateful and thankful that we live in the country that we live in here, and we're grateful and thankful for having you all as listeners as well. So let's just um, get going, see if we can shift into a little bit of higher gear here and and uh, move on as we still remember those and what has happened in 9-11. And actually, before I forget, I want to remember the guy whose T-shirt that I have that says, Let's roll. Yes. When he went after those guys on the plane. Yeah. And that was the words that they heard. He said, let's roll. And those are the heroes, I think, that we we try to remember in order to, you know, realize that we as a country came together. And many heroes that day did what it took to go in there and be the first responder and be the ones that were on that front line, you know, to help so many victims out there. So. Earlier, you know, just a moment ago, I just said, you know, that guy that said, let's Let's roll. roll. All right. That guy's name was Todd Beamer. And you were right, Deb. What do you know? This guy went out there, tried to save everybody, got guys together and went after him. And I know us biker dudes and biker chicks. (laughs) That's right. If we had the opportunity to do something like that, we'd be Mr. Beamer. That's right. We'd say, let's roll. Let's fight for our freedom. Absolutely. So, all right. So let's, uh, let's, uh, let's move on to with the show. If we can, we're going to shift gears a little bit, like crank it up into second, third, fourth, fifth gear and get rolling. But I want to make sure we talk about this thunder on the strip because you know, we really traveled a pretty good distance to attend this bike event. And I think that it's worth everyone understanding and knowing what the biggest um, event in northeastern Ohio really had going on this past weekend and why it was so important that we went up and took part in that. Sounds good. And the most important part about the whole trip is we made it up on our bikes in two hours. <laughs> Yeah, no, not quite. That would have been a miraculous feat. That would have been a real-time machine. (laughs) Yes, I agree. So I don't know that I would have liked to have uh, ridden that fast. That's just a little bit beyond my uh, desire. We would have never been able to do it to begin with, not in two hours anyway. But anyway, no, we didn't ride up there. Actually, we caught a flight up there, a very affordable flight. Uh, We've talked about this before. What's that? And And fast. fast. You said two hours. We were from here to there, I don't know, 1,000 miles whatever it is, 1,600 miles in a couple of hours. It was pretty awesome. And it was comfortable. It was a nice ride. Got a little nap there on the way up there and, and on back. the way back. Yep. So it was a nice flight, and the price was right, and it got us to where we needed to go. And we when we arrived, everything was there. It and was. before we get started, Deb, what we need to do is give a huge, a great, big, huge thank you, thank thank you, you, thank you. to Frank, Frank and, and Kim. Kim. Thank you guys so much for hosting us. You both were fabulous. 
Uh, we really enjoyed it. You're the best host. Uh, you were outstanding, and you had everything taken care of for us, and you took us all to great places. And even though you didn't want to lead, Frank, <laughs> even though you didn't like being in that position and right. you weren't so certain, you absolutely did a fantastic did an amazing job. job. Yeah, and you got us where we needed to go. You got front row parking. Matter of fact, I think Frank, you were the best establishment parker yeah. I have ever seen or been with. Nobody parks as well as you did <laughs> that I've seen. And he had it all figured out in his mind. Remember that last stop, Deb? Yes. Frank even left room in front of the curb so we could just all pull back out and through yep. rather than having to back out. Yep, that was it. He so, always was taking a care of that, making sure that we had front row parking and did an amazing job. So yep. it was phenomenal. And we got to meet some of his friends up there. We'll talk about the ride. We'll oh, get back gosh. to all this. Yeah, we'll we got to meet that. some of his friends. And that's what was nice about this. We got to go to a place where he grew up. He got to. We met his mother. We met his sister. sister. We met his friends. We saw different places. Uh, and it was really neat. And it's it's really a, um, an honor to be able to experience other people's uh, experience, I guess, if you will. Right. Yeah. It was about sharing, you know, some of Your his life. life with us because we did see the house they grew up in, you know, the house that they all live in now. And then what makes each one of them special to them as a family member. And then really just watching that family interaction, you know, was so super cool. And then to find out on top of that, his mom had her endorsement too. And I don't know how <laughs> old she is, but, you know, kudos to she her. She's in 70, a, not quite 80s, upper 70s. Yeah. Upper 70s, I would have said too. But she was just an amazing woman. She just was fun. She put a spread on and oh, you know, man, could have, then to cook? find out that she oh, was a biker goodness. chick too, just was really the coolest for me. So yeah, yeah, that was really <laughs> it was. And anytime I believe that you're traveling somewhere, if you don't have the ability to go do all the research yourself, you know, we've said this before, go with someone that knows the area that are, or that has been there before, because you're going to get to experience it. Like you could not imagine. I mean, we saw, the most intimate places and rode the back roads that you probably would never find on your own because you're not going to go map those out. Rolling hills, know. twisties, turns, curves. It was just amazing. It really was. We got to see the Amish area, which was cool. And there's some neat pictures. Did you ever get those from Kim? Yeah. I did, and I need to upload Maybe them. So I'm going to get them those. loaded, so either one. Really, really cool pictures. I'm not sure those would be the place, but we'll talk about that and see. if yeah. Because they, they, I don't think they want to have their photographs up. Those might be some more personal kind of things. But sure. a lot of great photographs we've got. A lot of back roads. A lot of neat restaurants. A lot of different places. Yeah. A lot of historical sites. I mean, I really just never, I guess thought about it, but Ohio has got some history to it. It does. And on top of it, it had a gazillion wineries. Now, I know a little <laughs> bit of research I did. I found, I counted over 40 plus wineries within like this 10 mile radius. And again, if you don't know what you're looking for or where you're going, you're going to blow by all that stuff. And so it was just amazing. I mean, we just barely visited a few, I felt like, but you know, there's so much more that we can go visit the next time we're in town. Yeah, so and, looking and you, forward to you, that. you mentioned blowing by a few. Well, just on the one road we were on, I don't know, there were 10. There was a dozen, like, if not more. Yeah, it was like, oh, there's another one. There's another one. There's another one. Oh, my gosh. This is so super cool. What was cool. the name of the distillery? Frank knew it. He called it. He said that would be my favorite, and it was. It was. Because they didn't just have wine. They had the alcohol. They had some bourbon. They had some brandy. I actually got to try brandy I probably for the first time, and it blew my mind. Right. I had no idea. 
idea how great brandy was. Right. When I think of brandy, I think of an after-hours drink, sweet, you know, it's not something some biker dude would drink. Yeah, it was like the finger-pointed-out sippy type, yeah, alcohol after the, dinner. The, 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 mystique the mystique I had behind brandy, yeah, <laughs> instead of motorcycle. Yeah, but, you know, but that's just what I thought. And when right. I drank, drank that, oh, it was fabulous. It was smooth. It was sailing. really good. And do you remember the young lady? First of all, what was the name of the establishment? It was Red... Red Eagle Distillery. Now, they're known for Ohio bourbon rye, vodka, which I thought was phenomenal, brandy, and red maple. So kind of cool that riding and motorcycles, Harley-Davidson Eagle, and we stopped at Red Red Eagle Eagle (laughs) Distillery. So, yeah, it was was a very unique um, cottagey type place. But one thing that was interesting is the restrooms were like, Way down at the bottom cottage-y. of the hill. It was, it was a far. It was a barn. Well, yeah, cottage. Cottage. It was like a, in a barn. It was in a <laughs> you barn. Said cottage. Well, it was warm and cozy. It you was know, a the, barn. It was a barn. I it know. It was a redone barn, and it was really, really cool. It was cool because all the wood, you know, made me feel kind of cottagey, like there'd okay, be a fire whatever. running. The, anyway, yeah, you know me. <laughs> all right. So, you know, I could see myself sitting there in the snow falling, although I would not want to be there when the snow's falling. But, you know, I just can kind of see myself sitting there oh watching boy. that out the window. Okay, now let me fantasize about being in snow really, place that I don't really I do not be. see myself being anywhere around that place when there's any snow. So you can have it. All right. Sounds good. See you later, alligator. All right. So another couple things again. They didn't even have a fireplace. Well, true, true. But they were so, the, the bartender oh, yeah, right. was so the, phenomenal and, about educating and, us on how that distillery process works because they do not run the distillery in the summer. They only right. run it in the winter because it actually heats up the inside of that building. So maybe that's what I was thinking yeah. after I got that warm feeling from tasting some of their spirits, then maybe it was like, yeah, you oh, were, I can imagine. You had a lot of spirits going on. I'm certain about it. Yeah. So, but yeah, you're right. She did mention the fact that they actually do that during the winter. Yes. And so they are dressed in shorts and short sleeves. They have the windows open because the distillery heats the whole place up. So, right. man, you were so on top of it. It's a cottage. It's not. It's a barn. Oh, that's right. (laughs) That's right. It's a barn. And all those distilleries, pretty much, I mean, wineries, everything, they're all kind of barns on farms, and it's a little bit eclectic. I'm going to kind of of use that big word, but many of them. They were all fancy dancy. Yeah. Benny Vino's was my favorite winery. And, you know, because it was just in a very quiet, um, surrounded by all the trees, you know, like the distillery was out kind of in the wide open. You could see the vineyards and everything. And Benny Vino's, we had to kind of come down a gravelly road and it was just kind of tucked away and nestled in. And they had this outdoor seating that just made it really cozy, quaint. And on the other side, I think there was a little stream or something too. I didn't venture over there because I'm not real fond of heights personally. But, you know, it was just a really quaint, comfortable setting. His was a lower scale winer than the others yeah, we've been to. Yeah, it was. I mean, was, the church one was nice. That was nice. That was true, The beautiful too, yeah. view, both directions, was just outstanding. Right, and um, pews. And then I can't remember the other one where we went downstairs. Frank took us downstairs. They had that big, huge table. You could rent, rent that downstairs. The, the whole hall. Oh, and you man, could see all of that cool. work, inner workings of the... Dis- all of, the of them had their different... Vibe going on. ...things that yeah. went on. And so they were all pretty neat. I'm not really big into wine, but I made the best of it. I tried a bunch. We sure 
sure did. We, ha- You know, you got to taste it and they're kind of known for that. So we did. We had a lot of little sips here and there and had a great time and learned a lot about that culture of the uh, that area in Ohio. It was pretty phenomenal, I thought. And and again, kudos to Frank and Kim did a wonderful job of giving us the grand tour of their hometown. So, at, you know, I was pretty interested in learning a little bit more because up in that area, they talk about townships and that's something different from any of the places that we've lived. We've never lived in an area that was called a township. So I did a little bit of research. Do you know anything about townships before I jump in? No clue, Debbie. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. Here we go. So townships are typically a six mile area that is kind of that's their boundaries is with the township. It's is that just by definition or is that in Ohio? Well, that's by definition of a township typically. And there are three different types of townships. I didn't really make much of a mental note about the three different types, but it is a way of setting boundaries in Ohio specifically. Um, it's a public land survey system. So geographically and politically, that's what's subdivided into each county is that township. So again, it was just, I just was curious to learn a little bit more about the concept of townships because, you know, we live here in a county and that's what we call it and it's huge. Um, so the township concept was just unique and something that I wanted to learn a little bit more about. Any idea where the history of a township came from? Oh, gosh, I did read about it, but I'm not recalling it off the top of my head. Maybe overseas, maybe England, maybe something like that? No, it was something guess. here. It actually, maybe in Michigan is where it was started, if I'm remembering correctly. So, And if not, you're going to get lashed later. Probably by the friends from <laughs> Michigan, I know. Good old Kevin, he'll treat me right. He'll tell me all about townships. But I, I, I recall correctly, it is Michigan that kind of gave that whole historical concept of boundaries. There's, you know, civil boundaries and all those different things. So so how many townships did we go through? Oh, gosh, a bunch. A bunch. That's the, be- you, That's okay. the best I can a do. Um, yeah, so and many we'll of them were unique names. So I will have to, Geneva on the Lake was one, and um, where we stayed in Montville was two. So I'll give you that. There's a Ashtabula. Look, I could even say that Man, word real quick. That's I awesome. I could pronounce that. I was like, um, how do I yeah. say that? And we even jumped over into PA for a little bit and visited yep. a little neat hometown place there, which was cool. So, you know, we did a lot. And uh, the the fish. Talk about the fish. Well, we got to talk about the fish. We got to take a quick, quick. Yeah, let's, yeah, get let's that see out, if I can say you? it. Maybe you can say it better. Go ahead and say it. We got to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Attention, business owners and entrepreneurs. Are you frustrated and confused about how to get the internet to work for your business? Are you sick and tired of struggling and watching your competition profit and grow online? Do you want to get your business online and you just don't know where to start? Are you afraid it might be too expensive? Well, if the answer is yes, then listen real close to what I'm about to say. Marketing online is no longer an option. It's a must if your business is going to survive and thrive. Did you know that 97% of consumers search online for products and services? Today your business needs to be on the internet and in places like Google, Facebook, YouTube and LinkedIn. On Cyber Monday, $7.9 billion in online revenue was generated in 2018. 54% of visitors came from mobile devices, while around 30% purchased on their mobile device. Is your website mobile-friendly? It needs to be. Now for a limited time, and for listeners of The Chuck and Deb Show, we will design a website for you absolutely free. 
Here at Local eBiz Solutions, we know how to get your business online and help you start generating leads and sales. We have simple affordable solutions that will quickly grow your business online. Getting your business online has never been easier or as affordable because we make it simple. Give us a call and we'll take care of the rest. Call Local eBiz Solutions at 941-870-3614 or visit us online at www.localebizsolutions.com. Again, call Local eBiz Solutions at 941-870-3614 or visit us online at www.localebizsolutions.com. Ask about our free website design and mention the Chuck and Deb Show. Welcome back. The day two of our ride, we talked a lot about the wineries and things, and that's really what day one was all about, was kind of getting acclimated to the area, getting familiar with, I think, the roads, and just learning a little bit about that local culture. On day two of our trip, we actually ventured out and about and got a good day of riding in. We rode into Pennsylvania. Yep, that was good. Little bitty small town. And then we ended at this. Got to go to a famous hot dog place there that was established, I think, in 1921. Is that correct? I believe so. I've got some pictures of that, too. So that was a really neat place. The thing is, we haven't had a chance to go. Well, we didn't actually make any notes on our trip this time around. No, I just tried to do it with pictures and just kind of live that memory again. So I will get pictures posted. So be sure and visit us on Biker Life Radio on Facebook, but you can see all about the trip. So then after we stopped for um, number two meal within a couple of quick hours, it <laughs> seemed like true. we were eating we the we whole eat time. We had we stopped had at this, uh, this little oh, bar. Oh yeah, that little bar with breakfast. That was pretty good. That was it all right. was pretty they, tasty. They had the best uh, hash browns. Yeah, they were so crispy. You enjoyed them a lot, and yeah. I actually got to play. It was a Kino. Yeah, yeah, I played Kino for won, the first time you, in a you bar. Won a buck. Yeah, we won a few bucks. Kim won more than us. So, hey, it was all a good day. Yep. And then right after that, like you said, Frank <laughs> took us and, hey, we're not hungry, but hey, yeah, how could you pass up a historical hot dog, hot dog place? place. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty, pretty yeah. neat. And, and it was and, interesting. Uh, it was almost like it had nutmeg in it, almost like the place over here. Yeah, it was almost like Skyline Chili, is what I thought it tasted almost. like. It so, almost better, is a little different. But um, yeah, so it was a pretty <laughs> neat little hot dog spot. And we stopped. That's probably an hour and a half ride, though. I mean, it was some good country riding into Pennsylvania. And then he took us to this place that everybody talks about is this waterway area where the cart, they're not trout. I was going to say trout, but the carp. Carp. Carp, yep. They kind of spill over this waterway area and they're sitting there feeding thousands on, of them. There are, yes, thousands is a pretty good number to put Rolling out there. Rolling over one another. With yes, their they're just mouths open, open like a little baby bird just feeding. And so you bring your bread there and you feed them. And that's kind of a really cool spot. So there was on our way up to another stop about an hour away. We actually did a moose run. So we had to hit the moose yep, um, up right in that area the, right on the water. That was a very Lake cool Erie. place on Lake, Lake Erie for sure. So and that was the place where the uh, the windmill had lost the one of the props. Yes, and so that was the whole the intrigue story. of it all was yeah. what happened to that third propeller of the windmill, and um, we one were of the told that, that lived there said it got struck by got lightning. Got struck by lightning, so it looked kind of interesting. But like Kim Just, said, hey, there's no like burn marks around it or anything, so. right? And it hasn't been fixed for two years, for goodness sakes, and it's just sitting up there. I mean, I don't know how the people stand to have to look at that darn thing, but what you going to do? Right. It was a pretty cool moose lodge, so I was excited. It was a very nice moose lodge. Friendly people. Yes. 
Very, <laughs> prices were right as always. <laughs> always. What's it was kind of weird. I, you know, Kim and I were the only two females that walked into this all male infested moose lodge. Infested? What are you well, saying? You know, it was all Infested? filled with men. <laughs> I don't know. It's Infested, like, guys. I kind of felt like I'm like walking into a, I don't know, like an X-rated movie and I shouldn't be there or something. I don't know. It was weird to me. But anyway. That okay. seems a little weird that it would. Never mind. Let's, okay, let's yeah. keep on going All here. right. So then, <laughs> of course, we had to hit our destination spot, which was Thunder on the Strip in Geneva on the Lake. Oh, and so we made it there. Now, this is Friday, late in the day, and we knew. Quit laughing at me over there, will you? <laughs> so we made it to Geneva on the Lake and um, the big event, which was Thunder on the Strip. And take it away, Chuck. What is there to take away? I mean, you could have kept going but here's the deal at the first the first time we went there wasn't a lot of people there it was actually really nice and we got to move around quite freely and uh, so it was nice to be able to experience it before it got to pick up real big on saturday right and so we got to see some of the places tech uh, frank took us to back and forth to a couple of different places and so that was really neat to be able to see and uh, what can you say it was a bike event they had some great music and uh, i i'm gonna say it the drink prices were reasonable it was compared reasonable. to where we live here. Uh, they really were. I thought. I thought sure. for for a biker event, they could have really been you know raking people over the coals, Gouging. but they did a great job. I thought, and uh, I had to brag about that part of it. Yeah, of course. So the interesting thing is, it is a strip on the strip of through the downtown area. So, and there were a couple of there are just a couple of destination spots which really housed all the activity for the most part. Um, Yankees Grill was one of them. What was the other name? Sportsters. How Sportsters, could you forget? Of course. Miss Sportster. So, uh, yeah, years I ago. did. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. Anyway. And then, uh, you know, we did actually go back. Are, are we going to go over something else or we're going to come back to no, Saturday that was, afterwards? No, that was our Friday. So that was a good time of just kind of getting to mingle and move without the crowds being so, you know, Frank would always say, we're going to be wall-to-wall people <laughs> like this. And thank goodness and we weren't till the Saturday, till Saturday. Night it was. Yeah, right? Saturday it was. So so that was our Friday. Lots of great riding. We got lots of fun um, wind therapy that day for sure. Yeah, that's what it was really all about for us. I mean, we wanted to go to the bike event no doubt, and check that out. But we also wanted to get to check, check out the countryside and do a lot of riding. And we were grateful and thankful that Frank actually had two bikes. Yes. Deb did not ride on the back of my bike. I ro- rode on the back of hers. <laughs> yeah, Just we took turns. Just kidding. kidding. Yeah, we both no. got to ride. Frank so was actually had two bikes. He got he, he has a brother. Uh, his brother basically, in a roundabout well, way, lent us or Deb his let, bike. Let him let me borrow it. For the yeah. weekend. So, yeah, that so, was cool. And we had a couple of Road Kings we rode on, and so we actually enjoyed that, and it was great to be able to do that and just take off and go wherever we were going to go and end up where we were going to end up. Yeah, so that was a little bit of a late night and probably the coldest riding oh, I had man, done in a really long yeah, time. Cold. So, it, you know, everybody's, I'll say it was 55 degrees probably um, in the middle of the now. night. And I know everyone's going really deaf. Are you freezing? But I can tell you I had five layers and gloves and all this stuff bundled up and it was pretty cold by the time we'd ventured an hour back. So... Yeah, I remember, and I was grateful that Frank actually threw some gloves in the saddlebag 
Uh, And so I actually put them on and I didn't feel any cold in my hands whatsoever, which was great. And as we went on, it was a longer ride or it seemed like a longer ride than the one we had the night before. And I started getting my thighs started getting cold and my face got a little bit cold. But that's all okay. That was part of the ride. But at a certain point, you're like, "Uh, how much colder is it going to get? And here's the crazy thing. We don't know where we're going. We never knew where we were going the whole trip. That's we, right. I couldn't even figure out what we were half the time. Every once in a while, I'd see something that was familiar. I said, okay, we've been here. We've been this. But right. if I ever got lost, there's no way I would have been able to find our way back to Frank's house, uh, maybe to a city. I know I wouldn't have been able to find a way back to Frank's house. I just, I wouldn't have known. Me I don't either. even know what street he was on. I, I I'd don't. I'd have to look at the uh, text he sent me. I, I don't even know what's in there. I don't know. So, so I'm with you. You know, we come to a roundabout and I'm like, oh, this looks familiar. I've been here before. And then in the middle of the night, it's even worse. So yep. I'm just so Can't grateful that he was a great host and rode and led and got us back to where we needed to be and knew those roads in and out. So we definitely took the long way, scenic route well, at night, I guess. we did for a particular reason. Yeah, we were avoiding right. certain things. And sure. that's okay. That's right. And that's and, just being smart and, and safe. We're just on the bikes. We're just riding. Riding through and, the night. Uh, we got home just in the nick of time when you're really starting to get real cold. I did. So. And I At kept. I, I was convincing myself. I kept saying, it's 90 degrees. I'm in Florida. It's 90 degrees. I'm in Florida. Um, and it, <laughs> really? I just that's kinda, how you do it, Deb? I did. Is I that your it. mind? Is that how you, what you do with your mind? I do. I you, play you tricks on it. you imagine you're someplace you're not? No. What I wasn't imagining. together? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> you, I'm going to. Oh, gosh. If you were just closer to me, I would like. Oh. Well, I don't know. Anyway. I mean, I mean, if if you're imagining that you're actually in a cold place yeah. and you're imagining being somewhere else, somewhere warm. I wasn't imagining, I really know, you know, Deb. your mind only knows what you tell it. So all oh. I kept thinking is I'm going to tell it something different than my reality. And maybe part of <laughs> See, my body might not get so cold. Could you go over that for our listeners? How do you tell yourself that in your head? You just, I say, <laughs> stop. Are you like wanting to point out that I'm blonde? Because I would no, just say, it's really blonde. 90 degrees, right? Right now, I'm in a heat wave and I'm not freezing cold, Deb. I'm not freezing cold. Okay, so you're trying to convince yourself that you're not freezing cold right. when your body is telling you, hey, I'm cold. Warning, warning, I'm warning. I'm freezing cold. <laughs> oh, my god! But I didn't want to stiffen up. We're on the bikes. You, it know, is you know what cold. I do? Yeah, I say I'm cold. <laughs> really? Deal with it. Yeah, just suck it up, buttercup. Yeah, I can't imagine I'm in Florida when I'm not. I wasn't imagining. I was just telling my body so that it wasn't feeling cold. Do you look at it and say, body? Body, you're in 90 degree Florida weather. And I guarantee your body's not going to say, you're absolutely right. Dang it, Deb, you're right. That's what it said back to me. He's like, oh, relax. Okay, into the ride. Just enjoy the ride. That's how people walk over red hot coals, right? They say, I'm in Ohio. That's right. <laughs> and it's 55 and it's degrees and I'm riding a motorcycle a at night. I'm walking over hot coals right I'm now. I'm not hot. Yeah. I, don't I guess know. if it works, it works. It does. And it got me there. I was just starting to really get cold. So by the time we got back and I was okay with that. So it was a great ride. The next day was when we really anticipated hitting the event for the event. So we did a lot of that's That was the day we actually were able to adventure into some Amish country. Yep. And if we can get some of those, get some of those pictures up, it was just an amazing lifestyle to watch them cultivating the land and working uh, without all of the modern equipment that we're so used to. Um, and just to see from the ground up, 
people working, you know, the children just working. It was well, you just said amazing. Something. The children were all barefoot. They're all I, barefoot. I like what I think it was Frank's mother said. Well, you guys were too. Right. I know. I, when I was raised, I was I was barefoot all the time. So I'd have been like those kids out there. I'd have been barefoot. And I don't remember. I don't remember. I'll have to ask my mom. I don't remember being barefoot. I'll keep my mouth shut. Okay. That might be a really good thing right now. So, yeah, the kids were working. They were, we saw them pulling wagons. We saw them weed whacking And the remember fields. that one? We passed the one, and they were all lined up. You mentioned weed whacking. Yes. And there were four four boys lined up behind, like a ways back. Ways and one guy was back. weed eating. Right. Like they were waiting to take turns to do the weed eating. Either that or they were like taking notes on how to do it the right way. I well, couldn't I figure it out. So notes. yeah, it was it was funny to watch the four boys just lined up saying, "Okay, I'll wait my turn then I can weed whack." So hmm. it was it was cool. It was a it neat was, was kind great. of step the, in time. It was just so beautiful. I tried to get as many pictures as I could. I stood up on top of my bike with no hands taking pictures. It was the coolest thing ever <laughs> uh, to be able to get views from the top of my seat of those rolling hills I and remember. things like that. It was really a good time. I know it freaked you guys out, but we when I stood nervous. on my one leg and then I was like leaning over with the camera, right? I sort of almost lost it. I wobbled a little bit on you the bike. You did wobble. Yeah, but I tried you know, to see. Uh, it's all right. I made it. Everything yeah. was good. You were counterbalancing like never before. So it was an amazing feat to get that kind of picture and imagery. And that was the day we met Frank's mom on the way up to the main event at Thunder on the Strip. So that was cool. She made a fantastic meal Mm -hmm. of fried pork chops and all sorts of really eggplant casserole. I guess it was. I don't know what it was, but yeah. yeah. And fresh tomatoes tomatoes and onions. Oh gosh. So yeah, we're going to get everybody really hungry right now, ready for dinner time. And um, so then we hit the main event, Thunder on the Strip, and it was, we're going to walk like this. We well, did walk you, like you're this. You're going to have to hold that. we got to take a quick break and to our sponsors, and we'll, we'll be, be right, right back. back. Our sponsor today is Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy. If you desire to be a leader in this fast-growing cosmetology industry, then contact Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy in Colorado Springs, Colorado at 719-390-9898. Again, 719-390-9898. Or visit coloradosprings.tonyguy.edu. For more information about Coeur d'Alene, Idaho... Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy, call 208-930-1276. Again, that number is 208-930-1276. Or visit them at coeurdelaine.tonyguy.edu or visit the Chuck and Deb Show sponsor page for more information. Okay, we still have a lot to cover, but Deb, before we go on, I need you to do this quickly. Okay. Just now, before we went to the commercial break, you were like putting your arms together and you got to walk like this. How? What did you do? Walk like this. <laughs> and how are people on the radio supposed to know what walk like this well, I, is? I was going to explain it when we oh, came back. Yeah, like I believe you. <laughs> like, well, you so got two seconds to explain what that means. All right. So walk like this means we're wall to wall people. You can't move and all you can do is walk like this. So just imagine your arms all tucked in, your body's all tucked in. You're all walking like this. There it is. Fast and quick. Easy. Breezy, All right, go. That's it. And so it really wasn't quite that bad, but there was a couple places where it was, and it was really a great time. I mean, it was basically, fun. this was a huge party, the way I looked at it. That's now, right. I do have one complaint, and yeah. we'll get there. I can complain right off the bat, or we can wait. 
Well, go for it. Just let well, it roll. Well, let's just let's don't do that right away. But so we were going back and forth. The funny thing is, is oh, Frank's, Frank's friends and family were there. <laughs> and uh, so every time we'd go in one direction, we'd be pulled in another direction. And really, that's the way it was the whole time we were there. It's like we were never in one place at one time because we were going to try to hook up with some people that were up there. And we just never had an opportunity to do it because we just were never in one place at any one time for any Very length of period of time. So anyway, it was a great time. Sportress was a good place. They Their bands just didn't seem as good as Yankees. I agree. But um, it was nicer. They had a lot of picnic tables. Uh, so there's a lot of things, different things we can compare. But um, Yankees had different stages. It's interesting. They had a lot of wide variety of music that they played. Uh, they had that, what would you call that one area when we went into where I posted the page up on Biker Life Radio of the girl dancing? Well, I, I would that? call it like um, just get Come up on, and show your stuff or something. I don't know. I, you know, it was where the I I think the public could get up there and do whatever they wanted to do. I yeah, don't and, know. And it was really strange because you mm. walk in through the bar. There's nothing happening. You go into this outside area and there's this fog everywhere. Right. And it's dark and fog and you got these cool lights going on and you got these really really hot chicks on the stage. What? They were hot chicks, or okay. at least one. And I almost <laughs> got a divorce in a, in a matter of seconds. This one chick, she was doing some things up on stage, and for just one instant, Deb knew that I lost my mind, and I didn't think I was married at the moment. Yes. And I took off to as a direct beeline right for that stage, did I not, Deb? You did. I'm heading up there, and I went, what? And then guess what? Frank was... Right. <laughs> okay, I'm going to. I didn't know it. Frank was right there till I started going up on the stage. I took the first step on the stage. I looked at what I was going to go into, and I remembered I'm married. <laughs> so glad what you remember. What am I doing? If I do this, I'm going to get in trouble. And not only if I do this, I've got at least 50 or 60 other people watching yeah. with video cameras. Right. Of course, that didn't go through my mind, but what went through my mind was... I'm going to kill you. Ah, divorce. <laughs> I don't think Anyway, really. I want to space a lot of time on that, but that was sort of funny. I really did lose it for a moment. You did. You were in I the really moment. I really did. I really thought I was 20 years old again. Yeah, nice try. You Didn't know, work. sometimes the body doesn't reflect exactly what's in the mind. Right. Well, I think, but that particular stage, what's important about that, there was a three-wheeler that did a burnout oh. that was just... Flipping crazy. That's, it wasn't on that stage, by the way. That was a different stage. No, it was that stage. Okay, but okay, we were so. a different it angle. That it, was it was that stage. It was a night. So that they they had this whole fog thing happening all the time. Right. So whether that trike was burning out or people were up there dancing a little lavishly with one another, I don't know. But it was always a good time. And so, yeah, yeah, they just had different venues, you know, sportsters, you could sit down and talk more, I guess. And then well, Yankees, it was all about. Yeah, but we said that. But let me go back a second. OK. So what's, what was funny when I was about ready to go on stage with these women and one woman in particular. Yeah. I came back and Deb was getting her camera out and wondering why I was back. <laughs> She was uh, actually going to videotape this. I was going to videotape you. Mm -hmm. You were going to let that happen. So I could show I that to the it. judge and say, hello, what do you think? Oh, the of judge. course, okay. yeah. <laughs> All right. So what else we got to cover real quick? It was a great time. Oh, I want to get my complaint out of the way. Complain There's away. probably nothing they can do about this, but, and I don't like to complain. I know. So lay it on me. But this was a biker event, was it not? It was said it to be a bike Thunder event. on the strip. strip biker event. They had a car show on the strip. 
There was. And there was uh, looky-loos, as I put them on the strip. And there's just no way you could get good pictures of just bikes lying down the road without cars blocking the pictures. And and plus, it took a lot of time to get up through the strip because all these cars, you know. So I don't know what could have been done if the cars could have, you know, had to park at one end or something. But I had never seen anything like that before with cars going down the road. They usually shut it off to motorcycles. Right. In Daytona, they do. Right. right? In Daytona, they you you go into the event and it's biker parking only right. and this you know you're going down one main strip through the small town and it was very congested yeah. it would have been congested just with motorcycles but then these cars get in the middle and you're stopping between for people you know it was a mile long and it probably took us 25 minutes to get down right. the strip one and way don't let that keep from going because it was a really good time the people seemed like really good people there was a lot of good events a lot of different bars we got to and we just did not have enough time in the show today to cover everything that we we're actually able to do because we did quite a bit. And one of the problems were, and another small complaint I would have, sportsers had uh, Wi-Fi, but we didn't have, we couldn't get our phones to work up there. Right. So we couldn't do any lives. We couldn't really, well, we could record on our phones, it made but technology we didn't have any challenge. internet access or anything like that. So, And a lot of times I would have wanted to go live and show some of the bikes and things like that on Facebook. But all right, I had two complaints and well, I apologize well, well. for those. Otherwise, I had a fantastic time. Great time. It was time. neat. Uh, I would have liked to have seen a lot more. And I saw some tips today. So next year, if we go, we'll know a little bit more about where to go. And we'll let everyone else know all those tips, too, before they go up to Geneva on the lake. Yep. So, you know, the one thing I noticed about the riding was, was that it was a little bit, it was not a little bit. It was a very different than what we have here. So after I look at it reflectively, I think, you know, here in Florida, we've got easy peasy riding. Most of it's all concrete. It's mostly flat. Up there, you have to deal with the throttle clutch control in a whole different way because you're stopping on uphill, downhill grades. But then more important than anything to me was the gravel. Why was the gravel such a big deal, Deb? Because I hadn't really spent much, I hadn't spent hardly any time at all. I've done a little bit of gravel riding, but this was everywhere you went. All of the driveways, all the parking lots were always gravel. And like I said, going down to Benny Vino's, it was an entire gravel road. So some of it's loose, some of it's packed. And that just takes a whole different aspect of riding. It wasn't just loose and packed. There was a hill with gravel. Right. So you not only had you managed to be able to go up the hill, keep your constant speed, be able to turn around a curve going up the hill and, uh, you know, not have any issues was was maybe a challenge for you. Correct. Yeah. And it was it was a downhill slope that we took. And of course, if we had decided to go back the other way, we'd go uphill. And there was a pretty sharp turn in there, not knowing what was happening on the other side. So, you know, from a gravel perspective for a Florida rider, it's very similar after I think about it to the grates on the bridges. If you ride on the grates on the bridge, sometimes that motorcycle will feel a little wobbly and loose or wiggly, as I call it. It's kind of that same way on the gravel a little bit. So it's important to make sure that, you know, we've got some tips. And I do have a few tips for riding on gravel, if anyone really wants to know. So these are Rider Coach Deb tip of the day for the road is a couple of things to make sure. Obviously, on gravel, you do not want too much lean. So that's an important aspect so of it. Don't so keeping, lean. So don't if you're going lean as curve, much. Try to keep it up straight as you can. And if you can't, counter steer. So you, the body, lean your body the opposite direction 
of the motorcycle shift lifting and shift your weight in order for it to keep that as much traction on the wheels on the gravel as possible. Make sure, and again, one of the things that everyone says is do not use your front brake in the gravel. Use your rear brake because Definitely. that's where that momentum from the rear wheel takes place. And that moves me into number three, which is, you know, the, the natural instinct would be to squeeze in the clutch and coast. No, no, no. You need the traction <laughs> from the rear wheel. So make sure you're either in gear and or need to downshift or upshift to be in the proper gear in order to get through it. And I can be firsthand experienced. We're going down one of those gravel hills and I don't know what it was that made me do it, but I pulled in the clutch and that's when I realized not a good thing to do, but I was able to deal with it. Okay. Just if you realize that you just have to, again, let it back out slowly and then get your groove back on. Go ahead, Absolutely. Deb. So, you know, the other thing was, is as we were heading down that one particular road, I noticed there were some road tracks or ta- tracks where maybe car wheels have been, and it's a lot firmer packed if we're riding in a track where a, maybe a tire was, if it's not rutted. Um, so that's the other one and no need for speed. Take it, take your time. Don't worry about hurrying up. So the next one, number five, is stay in gear, as I mentioned, with your clutch. And finally, number six is keep your head and eyes up. A natural instinct is to look down at the roadway. And although we do need to do that to make sure we're not going over the large pieces of gravel and or the soft gravel, if we can avoid it, we need to make sure to keep our eyes and head up so the motorcycle stays in its most upright position. So there you go. Six tips from Rider Coach Deb about road safety and gravel. Great tips. I appreciate that. Um, I don't ever remember looking at the gravel, but a lot of times you might do it without recognizing it. I actually think gravel is a mind game. It's all about being your correct mind mindset and understanding what you're up against and what type of tires you have while you're on the gravel. I actually slipped a couple of times, but you never freak out. You just let the bike catch on. You don't give the gas too much, and you just sort of cruise on. Also, I don't believe you go too slow. I think if you go too slow on travel, this is just me. I'm not a rider coach. Just my experience. <laughs> I believe if you're going too slow, you're it's a little bit harder to control. So there's got to be an adequate speed that you're able to control the bike to be able to go through it because you might land in some deep gravel and that gravel and that may cause you some other issues so as far as my i'm concerned i just live in my head i just say i'm going to take it on and gravel does not scare me right though i respect it actually gravel on a gravel road is a little bit different than gravel on the side of a regular road sure so if you hit a gravel on a road it's to me is going to be worse than being on a graveled road Mm -hmm. okay because you know what you're up against if you go around the road you're making a turn and there's a patch of gravel right luck that's where that's where i can't deal with it people can't do it you hit that gravel that patch of gravel it's uh it's it's a you got to figure out how to get out of that. Right. And well, I think the point that you'd mentioned is not squeezing in the clutch. Our human nature would be oh, squeezing the clutch, but let's not even Maybe worry so. about that. Yep. So anyway, just um, keep an eye out on those. That's what I'm saying on the roads. So that's where the gravel you want to keep out on those, those uh, patches. Sure. So it gave me a lot of time to really get some experience on gravel, which I haven't had too much of here in the great state of Florida. Yep. So where are we going to be? We got things coming up. We we've got a little got, bit of time left. We got to get going. Yes, we've got to get going, but we want to make sure and let everyone know that there are a couple of events that we will be attending this coming weekend on Saturday. If you are in the area, the Sarasota area, be sure and visit Rossiter's Harley Davidson's 29th anniversary party is this Saturday, the 14th of September from 9 to 4. They're off of Ca- on Cattlemen and Sarasota. Be sure and visit the Chuck and Deb show. And then uh, the American Legion Riders Bike Night is September 14th from 5 to 9, post 111 up in the Tampa Bay area. 
And we'll put this stuff up. We actually have events on our Facebook page, so you can see that at Biker Life Radio on Facebook. Also, our Chuck and Deb show is still up and available, which we'll be switching over to the Biker Life Radio. But that'll be up for some time now. I think that's about it. Is that's there? It. Oh, I do have one oh. thing. I just wanted to give a shout out to Danny. My alter ego. Oh, gosh. <laughs> anyway, if you're listening, had a good time. Great meeting you. And uh, maybe that's something we can cover in our next segment because we almost got pulled in to seeing, uh, uh, to meeting or be hanging out with an MC. See, so right? you want to stay tuned? Yep. Again, my name is Chuck. And Dab. And thank you so, so much, much for, for listening, listening to Biker Life. You've been listening to The Chuck and Deb Show, heard each Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. right here on 1490 AM WWPR. We thank you for listening, and we invite you to join us next week.